Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Legal Bit. If you're just tuning in, in this podcast series, we talk about video games and law and what it's like to work in the video game legal field. Here, you will have the chance to get to know a community a bit more, who we are and what we do, and what the current hot topics of the industry are. And for this episode, I thought it would be great to talk to someone who's also interested uh, to get in with the field of video game law one day, which is great, since I believe that there should be more people who would be interested to work in the legal sector of the games industry, which is, I guess, the reason why I started the podcast in the first place. Uh, But I would like to welcome our new guest for the episode, who is also a student, though still in a bit earlier stage than I am in studies, I believe. But would you like to introduce yourself? Okay, so hi everyone. Um, I go by Simon on Twitter, but my username is Han Josie. I am a student studying in the UK, and I am a second year law student in undergraduate at the moment. Sweet. Thank you so much for joining me for the episode. It's nice yeah, to no talk problem. to someone who's also like a bit clueless as to what goes on in the industry, <laughs> at least yeah. like in the legal aspect of it. But yeah, uh, do you want to like tell us more about yourself? Like what you, I mean, you already a bit explained what, what your interests are and what you do in general and so forth. Okay, well, my main interests and hobbies is drawing fan art for video games and also playing video games. So mm. originally I've been a fan of the Wii games when I was younger, but now I'm more into FPS games and mobile games like Overwatch, Rainbow Six Siege, League of Legends, etc. and stuff like that. Nice. So you've been like a gamer yourself for like a long time? Oh yeah, for since I was young. Mm. And you feel like you're like strongly part of the community and everything? I think so as well, because um, the artist community is really big in the video game yeah. community, so I think we're pretty like close-knitted. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Okay, so why did you initially pursue law school? And especially, I feel like as an artist, that's a really interesting combination. Well. I think like originally, I really wanted to um, do something related to art for my major, but mm-hmm. I realized that if I put my interest in my hobbies into something I study, I would probably hate it. <laughs> so I chose <laughs> my second like favorite interested topic, which is basically law, because I think law really helps people and also it doesn't have math. So I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I feel like that's what gets to all of us who go to law school, the math. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, then, uh, but still, you would be interested to do games and law? Yeah, day, I, th- or? I think it would be Because it's cool. also like combining your interests, I guess. I, I guess it's combining my interests, but it's not, like, I, I don't think I would hate it, in my opinion, because it's mm. not something I have to do every day. Like, I don't have to work on video games, but rather I kind of, like, advise people on the legal aspects yeah, relating yeah. to the topic that I like. So I think it would be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I feel that. Then how did you discover that it was, like, a thing, like, to do video game law? Uh, At first, I didn't really know it existed because mm. I kind of studied law for, like, um kind of like intellectual property stuff mostly yeah but um i found morrison's twitter mm, about yeah the, same the, <laughs> yeah the the guy who with the overwatch role picture he, he yeah 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 he advises people in like video game law and i thought that was pretty cool and then i saw this other guy on twitter his name is fresh and he advises like content creators for taxes and stuff mm. like that for um twitch streamers and things for siege community and i thought it was pretty cool right so i was like yeah that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah no definitely i think that's the same for me which is like i kind of started studying ip now this year and the kind i kind of realized doing that because 
Yeah, same thing with Ryan Morrison's Twitter. I feel yeah, like yeah. like anyone who would be interested knows this guy's name. I feel like anyone I've talked to so far knows the guy's name. Yeah. Uh, but like going into law school, you didn't at that point realize video game law or or no, what I did didn't... you want to do in the future? No, I actually didn't because I, I thought law was pretty interesting because it covers like, mm. especially first year, it covers things like criminal and like mm. a bunch of different things like land, uh, property. And, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Mm, I'm not really sure what I wanted to do. But then I realized that video game law was a thing. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Maybe I can go into this. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Then what do you find interesting in video game law? Like, is there any specific aspect of it that you find interesting, like licensing or contracts or... Um, I think the licensing issue is very interesting because um, mm. of the different video games and how a lot of different games have references to like pop culture and how everything overlaps nowadays and how it's like quite hard to claim for things. So I always wonder like how people mm. do stuff. Yeah, that's very true. Because like especially yeah, like especially because like you're like a strong part of like the fan community as well. Or like, yeah, yeah. Do you create art yourself? And it, and I feel like now studying IP as well, you hear a lot about like how, like you can't ignore like the community either, and how they, you know, there is like quote unquote, what do you call it, like a tolerable infringement in terms of that you can kind of profit out of someone else's characters, yeah, yeah, their yeah. own copyright, but then it still kind of helps out with like the product itself, and yeah, it brings especially- up the, it promotes the products and all that. Yeah, yeah, especially since like a lot of fan artists wants to make merch and stuff like that of the mm. games, and it's really hard yeah, yeah. to realize like which games you can do it, which like characters you're allowed to do, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. But it's still like now it feels like an essential part of the whole gaming industry in a sense that like of when course. you go to conventions and all that, that it's it's really cool how like all of this like kind of changed. Yeah, I think so as well. But there's like mm. a specific case that interested me specifically mm. a couple of weeks ago. Um, and how basically have you ever noticed in Ubisoft? Since I'm a big Rainbow Six Siege fan, um, okay. I'm pretty I'm pretty integrated in the Ubisoft community, and I noticed that the Rainbow Six Siege um, video game is the only game that does not produce figures. And okay. I kind of like talked to one of the staff members, and they said that mm. like it's they had an issue with the copyright. Or the Tom Clancy characters, so that they could oh. produce figures, and I thought that was really interesting. Like, I, I, it had a lot of questions about it. Like, did they not have full ownership, or did they yeah, not right. have like the copyright, or like why is it that they can't produce full figures when they can produce like little chibi figures? Like, what's the issue with that and stuff like that? That's so I thought so that was interesting, pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I can't imagine like the extent of like like considering like maybe like a license like considering like the extent of that then why does it only apply to yeah as you say like small figures and stuff that's a really interesting detail yeah i thought Uh. that was pretty interesting so that got me thinking quite a lot but i still haven't found the answer to that so (laughs) (laughs) maybe one day day. and maybe that's also something that you can do like a thesis on when you get to masters (laughs) oh yeah i think that would be pretty cool (laughs) yeah uh is there any other case that like happened in real life that has interest you as well um not at the moment well i Mm. kind of had like a personal case for myself Mm. as well i wanted like two years ago i was really invested in the overwatch community and i was allowed to create like overwatch pocket tees which is yeah no i remember those yeah 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) which is basically the overwatch characters in the pockets of a shirt printed yeah those are so cute i love them (laughs) thank you um but the (laughs) issue was i wasn't sure if i was allowed to make it so Uh i did 
um, contact Blizzard and they didn't reply. So I wanted okay. to play it safe. And mm. the way that I did it was I uploaded to a site without using the actual character's name. Mm. Because the art I made myself was my own drawing, but the character's names were probably licensed because I tried uploading with the character's names and it took it down. So okay. if I uploaded like Battle Angel instead of Mercy, right? Like it works. And sure, I guess yeah. like I was allowed to do that if I wasn't using the name for profit, basically. Mm. Because I guess Michael Chu also bought a shirt. I thought he, it was probably okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I so. feel like I like he's one like one of the people that I kept seeing like who kind of supported your art and I was like, oh, that's yeah. sweet. Like, I feel like through him, I also found your account as well. Oh. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, that's an interesting thing because I would yeah. have imagined that kind of falls under like the whole tolerable infringement thing because like at conventions, you see people selling like merchandise of um, like different games and that's okay. And I feel like a lot of times this is not a secret either that like a lot of people sell these merchandises like of their own fan art um, and make profit out of them. And oh, a yeah, lot of times sure. it's fine because I feel like imagine like a company would just kind of you know take down all of your uh, like everyone's fan art. I feel like the community has shifted to the extent of like it gives like a bad reputation for the company. Yeah, I think if so. If they so. if they start like slashing down like all the fans and you know, it's not like very uh because like i feel like the games are also for the fans and it's interactive yeah. and it's like we also shape the industry as well in the yeah. sense if they kind uh. of like slash down the fans i think there wouldn't be any fans left anyway so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. might not be a yeah. good idea yeah how do you do, do you feel like um like being part of like the community as well like do you feel like a lot of other people face the same type of a problem when they do their products and such um, I think it's a really, like, sort of big issue for the Siege community, I think, because the yeah. the devs in Ubisoft are really close to the community. So mm. um, I think you aren't allowed to create merch of Rainbow Six characters without permission from Ubisoft, basically. Mm. So it's kind of a little bit scary if you actually make merch and then you sell it because the devs yeah. can see it because they're part of the community right but um, right, yeah but they're also really nice and they do help promote the artists all the time and even cosplayers yeah. as well so it's not a bad trade-off for you know that true yeah that's also i'm also that also kind of makes me wonder like to like how can like fans know as well what they are allowed to do or what they are not because uh, it feels like, like I feel like it's like so common for people to just like do all the fan art anyway, or to do yeah, all the yeah. yeah. I think the regulations are usually written on their website anyway. Because yeah, speaking as a fan artist, I did mm. have to go on their terms and conditions for creating mm. merch and stuff like that. So I know that for Overwatch, you you should be okay as long as you don't use their actual names. Um, mm. For Siege, I don't think you're allowed to sell things for profit. And okay. um, for League of Legends, I don't think they care. So <laughs> that's, I think that's what it is. Mm. But don't take my word for it. Please check. <laughs> yeah, sure. This is just like a discussion between two people who don't really know what what's going on. But we have a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but do you have any other like questions or wonders regarding like the video game legal field? Like, is there any topic that really intrigues you that you want to also like dig into maybe? Um, I think if they, not in your the, studies or. Well, they didn't really specify in my course what roles there are mm. in video game industry. So I think like yeah. to know which roles or which jobs are available in the video game industry is really interesting mm. because like what would um 
like for example what roles are there like do, is there an advisor for like the esports teams are they separate from like the merching or like if they want to if a mm. big company wants to take over a smaller game company etc like that and stuff like that yeah. and how do you like deal with pop culture references from like 1980s and stuff like that is there licensing for that it's really difficult because it's kind of old etc and stuff yeah no these are good questions yeah like with all of those i feel like from what i understood as well um like i like entering like the only reason why i like know a bit of anything is because of this podcast and like asking people like what do you do like what are these things and like what are what the options are out there like i like i for some reason i understood like yeah you can like kind of go into a certain sector or specialization and then like if you want to do like be in a company then like i feel like you still end up like having to know so many different things anyway for some reason like you need to know like like dealing with like because if you become like a legal counsel you need to deal with contracts you need to deal with ip and licensing as far as i understood at least like all right so you need to be good at everything (laughs) yeah but then like somehow i from as far as i understood and then being in a law firm then like then you can be specialized in your thing and i don't i still trying to kind of figure out like how do some people in law firms kind of still focus on like media entertainment gaming and so forth but yeah yeah it's a really interesting thing and especially i thought it was really funny how like there are some people who have been in the field for so long and i think i was i interviewed this one person for this that um he was also like like he never thought that he would have to like you know study gambling law for loot boxes in like oh, yeah. <laughs> if you wanted to focus on like video games which is like a really funny thing how like the video game industry just like grows and there are so many unexpected things that goes yeah. on which is very especially cool, it's yeah. like a new market as well mm, yeah but it's a very big one mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. but are you also interested in doing esports or um not at the moment although okay. i do have a lot of like Twitter mutuals that are people who actually play in esports, so I do kind of get like a general idea of what's going on with there. But it is pretty interesting to me for how like they trade players and things like that. Mm. I think it's yeah, really yeah. interesting. Yeah, I think those are one of those things that's like contract stuff and like I like personally I see a lot of like um Brian Morrison like talking about like the unfair contracts for esports players and I'm I like I didn't first think it was a thing but it makes sense because they're so young the players yeah. as well yeah and yeah it's it's a really interesting industry yeah definitely for yeah. sure uh, do you feel that it's um emphasized enough that video game law is a thing that like um... do you think that like many people would know or like now like being in a like law school looking at the people around you do you feel like people would be interested in doing it but don't really know that's a thing or um i think uh gaming video gaming is still kind of niche in my area just mostly because like a lot of people who study the law in my school Mm. are more interested in stuff like property and like the criminal side of the law yeah there might be possibly i'm pretty sure like i do have a lot of friends who do play video games as well from the law school but um Mm. they're not as invested in the law side of it they just use it to de-stress mostly Fair enough, yeah. That's more yeah. of a, yeah, like a side hobby. I, I guess that's where, you, like, you kind of separated as, as well, like, law with art stuff. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Do you feel like it should be emphasized more? Though? I think it should. Or... I think it should. Especially since it's, like, a really big market that's coming up mm. um, in the world. Especially since esports is growing so big. 
Mm. um to be almost as big as regular sports now i think it should be mm. emphasized more in courses and it would help like the uh, students learn to be able like to know that this is an option that this is yeah. something that they can do and it's something relating to someone's hobby maybe so that it, they yeah. can see it's a choice that they can go to yeah definitely yeah and i think as you mentioned as well like that there isn't anyone really to teach like what the options are out there. You kind of yeah. need to also figure it out, which makes it even more difficult. And yeah, kinda, for sure. In a, yeah, in the sense, like at least personally, I feel that it's just hard to get in with the industry when yeah. you like personally didn't know much of it. But I'm lucky to now know like some people who have like introduced me more and who are part of the industry and so forth. But like before, I was just like. What's happening? What is this? How do I get in? <laughs> yeah, if it wasn't for Morrison's Twitter, I don't think I would have mm. known that it was a thing, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair, yeah. Then uh, where do you see yourself working in a field in the future? Or like, Ooh, uh, I haven't you... thought that far yet. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like, I guess, like to, I guess, yeah, to be fair, like during Bachelor's, I had no idea what to do either. Hence yeah. why I feel that this area of law is like rarely discussed. Like, mm-hmm. do, but do you, like, want to, or, like, do you see yourself working in a company, like, mm, I kind of want to work at Ubisoft. Ah, <laughs> mm, oh, fair, okay. If yeah. it's possible, because I do love their games, and I do love the people that mm. work there. It would be really yeah. cool to be able to work yeah, there. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, I kind of feel that, like, when you work at a company, it feels like you're really representing the game itself. And yeah. it's really <laughs> nice to, like, kind of be behind the scenes of the games that you love. Yeah, uh, it would be the dream, but, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure, like, if you're, like, just passionate enough, then, like, you could get anywhere, I feel. Just, like, I will try. <laughs> be proactive. I feel like you're already, like, you're pretty much out there already that, like, if you, like, continue to do what you do. I feel like you're asking also, like, good questions and, like, really having, like, a curious mind. And, like, I feel like you could get where you want to, for sure. No, thank but, you. <laughs> but do you have a, like... Do you see yourself being at the at a law firm at any point, even, or does that um, is, do I, you feel like that's like an environment that's not suitable for you? Or I actually did an internship before mm. at a law firm, and I thought it was alright. Like it's not bad. Okay. But I feel like the topics that I dealt with weren't my in my interests. I think so. Mm. Like the office work and everything's fine. I don't mind doing the paperwork and like being in an office and stuff. But I feel like if I did the paperwork on the topics of like video game, I think mm. it, I, I think it would be a lot more interesting for me. Just oh, because, for sure. Yeah, it's a. I feel like also the ones who are like you know into the area kind of know how to like approach things like uh, or like ask like the right questions and like have also the how do you call it like why am I so lost with words right now? It's I I feel like the studying for <laughs> all okay. day, but um, like the I keep thinking about the word in Finnish. I can't think of the word in English. It's okay. enthusiasm, I guess. Oh, enthusiasm! For, right. <laughs> yeah, enthusiasm for uh, doing what you do because I yeah, yeah, I yeah, know yeah. that there's gonna be a lot of hard work anyway. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but uh, so do you have like any questions or final notes on um on video game law, video game industry, or anything at all? Um, not at the moment, but it would be nice if, like, I could know some people who, on Twitter who are also into this field. So maybe I can go. Mm. Oh, there are them. a bunch. Yeah, no, man. I, like, I'm actually surprised that there there is, a, like, a surprising amount of people who are actually, like, part of the industry. But I feel like they're more in the... 
No, okay. Uh, to be fair, I've been in events that are now in the UK. All so, right. like, I know people in the UK, but I know that, like, Ryan Morrison is, like, a great example of that. And, I, like, uh, yeah, no, it's, like, a surprisingly big community, and I feel like a lot of people who are, like, active are on Twitter, surprisingly. Oof. I actually discussed <laughs> this with one associate, yeah. But, yeah, I feel like... Uh, but I think with a lot of times we also discussed the fact that like the community is still surprisingly small compared to like how big the industry is. Yeah. That in a sense, yeah, it definitely would be great to like have more people around and such. For yeah. sure. But yeah, I guess I don't have any more questions at this point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so no, fi- uh, no final notes, no final quotes or anything at all. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I'm okay. <laughs> cool. Okay. Then thank you so much for your time. And I really appreciate you sharing your story and everything on this episode. It's a great pleasure to have you here. And I'm. Re- it was really nice to talk to you as well. For Thank you for like, having me as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So for the listeners out there, uh, thank you as well for your time. And if you know anyone who's also interested in video game law or just video games in general or anything at all, then don't be afraid to share this podcast as well and yeah see you on the next episode bye bye bye